0: Welcome to Wash Day Talks, where we speak about life through a genuine lens. Think of me as a friend, a sister, someone who's got a lot to say and a lot to give. So make sure you tune in every Thursday. I'd advise that you start taking notes. Hi guys, this is a very random podcast episode. I really want to get into the habit of not doing things like this, because surely I should maintain a degree of professionalism on my channel. But, you know me, I'm a big vibes person. I don't want to say I go off vibes, because that's very irresponsible. But I like to be structured, but I do allow vibes to intrude every now and then. But you know what, like, I've been trying to... So I was listening, you know me, I'm always reflecting and improving... So I was listening to my most recent podcast episodes, and I was like, you don't really stay on topic. You talk a lot, as someone who has a podcast should write. I'd be a bit concerned if you had a podcast with just you and you did not speak a lot, which is scary, right? <laughs> but no, um, I realised that I didn't really stay on topic. A lot of topics weren't fully fleshed out to the degree they could have been. If you've been here for a while, you know I came off from YouTube. I'm still on YouTube, but this podcast was birthed through YouTube. So at the start of my YouTube journey, I put quite a lot of effort into my YouTube videos. I would script, not fully script, but just have bullet points, really ponder on the topic before coming to speak about it on the platform. So when I first started this podcast, I did the exact same thing. I would really be thinking about a topic well, well, plan it out flesh it out kind of like an essay when I tend to do podcast episodes with guests I take a similar approach really flesh out the topic but on my own podcast episodes that's not really something I do all the time and I I know I'm very critical because it's my podcast so obviously I will nitpick but when I listen back, I can tell when I'm talking about a topic that wasn't fleshed out because I just go and rambles, rambles, rambles. Well, obviously, there's credibility to what I'm saying. I do find those episodes most funny, but those tend to be the episodes that I sometimes delete and don't post. Not because I'm I'm embarrassed of what I said, more so because I don't see it as an episode of value that I just chat a lot of, I'm chatting but what I'm saying is more so ranting rather than educational. And sure rants have their place on washday talks. But like I said, I'm trying to maintain a degree of privacy, more privacy don't be vulnerable about things you're not ready to be vulnerable about so when I'm ranting I tend to let things slide let things slip and in order to respect my own privacy and the people who are involved in that rant I won't post it rightfully so not that I'm chatting about anyone just I could talk about a situation that happened last week and I'll think hmm now isn't really the time to talk about it because it happened so close what if somebody's listening and they're like oh I know what she's talking about I'm not happy that she brought that up. Just understanding that, at least for the point I'm in now, my story is also other people's stories. So for me to talk about an issue I went through, that is in regard to other... It makes it sound like I'm talking about people. It's not. I'll give you an example. So let's say... A fam- something happened in my family that made me realise something about myself in order to respect my family members' privacy. I'm not going to bring it up right now because that's a personal family issue and there's a place in time for things. It doesn't happen a lot, but I was doing a podcast episode on a topic and I just found that it was a bit, I don't want to say a bit resentful, but it was a bit... But as I listened back to it, I thought, wow, that's not the type of you that you want to be. Not even that, it's not the type of me I want to present. It's more so I don't want to be that way. That, oh, somebody's pissed you off. Sorry, is that a bad word? Allegedly it is. But someone's annoyed you. And now you think you're just doing a podcast episode that in all fairness was pre-planned. But now you let that annoyance leak into how you speak. Rather than bringing that bitterness to the episode address it with the person and you know what's really cool and I love this through life and a lot through this podcast I find out things about myself that I need to improve so I realized I actually had a problem wow it sounds so bad to admit but I actually had a problem with grudges like I thought I was pretty chill I thought that nah I let it go I detach but that was I realised that I detach to get away from the grudge. But actually, I do hold grudges. And I, it was really tough because I was like, me? Somebody who holds grudges, he doesn't let things go. But it's like, I'll say I'll forgive you. But little things will switch. Like, you know, I don't talk to you as much. Or I just don't want to hang out with you. And I'll think in my head that it's because, oh, I'm just busy or I'm tired. But deep down, it's because I've struggled to fully forgive you. I didn't know forgiveness was an issue I struggled with until very recently. Actually, I think I realised it a few months ago, but very briefly, didn't really develop it much, like, oh, I'll just try harder. But it, I realised it now that a lot of fragments in relationships are due to me not being able to fully get over something. And it's interesting because it's not the over like grudge holding that oh I hate this person it's little things like oh I feel uncomfortable or oh I don't want to be here (laughs) you know little things like that and I was like that's a very interesting thing and I like on this podcast listen I like to be honest because I was realizing I go through a lot of things that people don't really talk about like I talk I used to speak about this a lot back in the day but jealousy like I do feel jealous sometimes And I'm like, oh, everywhere I go, jealousy is bad. Rightfully so, jealousy is very bad, very horrible. But the fact that it's bad doesn't mean I don't feel it, you know? Like, for someone who steals, stealing is bad, but it doesn't mean I don't feel the urge to steal. Do you know what I'm saying? And I feel like just grow, I don't want to say grow up, but let's just be real here. There are toxic traits, they are bad. Sometimes we feel an inclination to present those traits, but we don't. Jealousy is a big thing that I had to curb and a big thing I'm still working on curbing. I say a lot, it stemmed from insecurity. Like, oh, is it really jealousy though? I guess maybe it stemmed from comparison. Like, oh, I feel a bit somehow because this person has something that I want. Not to the extent that I want to take it from you. Just the fact that you have it makes me feel upset. But what do I do with that? Okay, I'm upset. I snap myself out of it. I feel upset when I see myself gaining weight. I feel upset when I get bad grades like these are things that make me upset and maybe the thing stemming from it is comparison and maybe comparison is what is producing this feeling of jealousy anyway what I'm saying is I'm not a stranger on this podcast to talking about quote-unquote toxic traits that we need to put friends in the bin who are like this blah 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 there's a difference between me feeling this and showing it so I start, when I realised, like I said a few months ago, that I thought I had a problem with forgiving people, I realised it and I was like, okay, let's put it in the bin, right? Um, I won't act like that. But I saw, like, sigh, sigh, which I'm realising these days, is little changes, small changes in my character will show that I genuinely haven't gotten over what you've done. Because I used to think unforgiveness was me overtly telling you that, listen, I can't get over what you did. I don't want to be around you. Me and you can't be how we used to be anymore. So I thought as long as I was still in close proximity to the people, still hanging out with them with a reasonable amount, things were still going the usual pace, I thought I'd gotten over what you did. But now I'm starting to see that just little things in your first initial response to them, like, messaging you or you slowly... Drawing away from the person and things like that, you genuinely haven't gotten over it. It doesn't come from a place of like anger or malice, it just comes from a place like, I don't feel comfortable around you and I've resolved not to give you access to certain parts of my life. I think my mum showed me a quote a few days ago or a few weeks ago. It was like, Forgive them and when you remember again, forgive again. That you can forgive people in the moment. That doesn't mean you're going to forget what they did. And when you remember what they did and how it hurt you, choose to forgive them again. So I was forgiving you in the moment, moving on, but then every now and then I'd remember, like, what you did and it'd make me draw back. You know, that apprehension to think people can actually change, that just because you've hurt me here, like, I think you've hurt me here, I forgive you, but next time you're getting close to that area, I put up a wall. I think I'm somebody who conditions easily or too well. I do forensic psychology, so we're learning about historical approaches to criminal offending and things like that I think one psychological approach is basically personality that criminals have a specific personality and something about like is it the pen personality yeah they're extroverted so criminals don't condition easily they don't learn from their mistakes easily obviously this theory has been like refuted with proper science and stuff it's quite an older theory but that element of not conditioning easily I think I do condition a bit too well that I've tried this it didn't work out I'm not going there again and unfortunately that same thinking gets projected onto people that we've tried this we've been in this area it didn't work out I'm not going here with you again it's interesting because with forgiveness if A lot of it is implicit, like that implicit or undertone, unforgiveness. I've forgiven you explicitly, overtly. I say we're chill. But the undertones, the underlying emotion, how I feel initially when you're around me, when you try to branch back into that area of my life, there's a lot of apprehension. There's a lot of walls up. I hate getting hurt. I hate it. It probably stems from an issue of pride. Addressing it like... This weekend, but I really don't like it. I don't like feeling vulnerable around people and having that vulnerability in quotation marks thrown back in my face. That's fine, but the issue is I feel like that vulnerability is thrown back in my face whenever it's not treated the way I want it to be. I was talking to someone recently, and they were like, "With you, you want people to react in the way like I spoke about a control right." I want people around me to react to certain situations in a certain way. And if you don't react in that way, that I want you to, you're written off. You're not allowed back into that area of my life. If I tell you things about me and I expect you to just be quiet about it and then you try to chip in, I'm like, okay, now you've thrown back my vulnerability in my face. I'm not confiding in you. Of course, these are extremes. I'm not like this all the time. I'd like to say I'm a very mellow person, but I notice certain people bring out certain sides of me. So... Certain friends get certain sides of me. Certain friends get more, like, happy, um, jumpy sides and others get more formal, relaxed sides. It's weird. But for certain people who I feel like have hurt me in regards to the access I've given them, I struggle to forgive. I struggle to forgive in the sense that you are allowed back into that part. I withdraw too quickly. It's interesting. And whereas I always saw that quick withdrawal as a form of poor emotional development, though someone even told me that I wasn't developed emotionally, I have very blunt people around me. <laughs> but you know what, well, it's nice because it helps me think through. Who knows, I could come back on the podcast episode. And um, I could come back on the podcast episode later and say actually I've thought more about this idea and I don't agree with what I said I'm just talking through my thought processes um you know and this is very interesting I don't want anyone listening who knows me to think oh she's got grudges against me most likely I don't like I said these forms of grudges more so manifest in struggles to be emotionally open rather than I hate you I don't want to be around you it's more so I don't want to let you into vulnerable places again so don't be thinking that oh she hates me I've annoyed her more time the stuff you've done I don't really care like I'll care in that moment but I don't really care it's just the conditioning that's there that I need to get over that I've conditioned myself not to allow you back here you know that type of thing it's not even that deep have the people who offend me man i'm over it the next week (laughs) but yeah just a few cases here and there especially where i feel like i've been hurt uh emotionally but it's nice who was i talking yeah they said that i used to think that this whole quick withdrawal from people was a result of poor emotional development i thought i wasn't didn't have enough emotional intelligence and that I was my emotional growth was grow uh, my emotional growth was somewhat stunted, but actually I think it might this withdrawal might come from that ability that inability to forgive to say okay I acknowledge you've hurt me, and I'm going to release you from that, but now it's like when I see you, I attach to you that hurt that even though I'm maybe over it but when I see you I remember again and when I remember I don't always remember to forgive you again forgiveness is a continual thing and I think that's why sometimes we get a bit confused with what grudges are like and how we don't always understand that grudges can be implicit I'm supposed to keep forgiving you what is forgiveness though for me forgiveness is releasing you from the burden of my offense forgiveness doesn't mean letting you back into the places where you hurt me but like it's all relative there are some people who by no means are you ever coming back to to where you used to be in regards to our relationship for other people I am supposed to let you back because my offense was disproportionate to what you did, like, the way I felt was disproportionate. It's interesting. I say that there are a lot of inconsistencies in my character. Someone even called me a contradiction. (laughs) Because I'm now thinking back to times where I have forgiven people and they've kept doing the same thing that I've forgiven them for. I was talking to my mum about it and she was like, that for me, I just want, like, just maybe basically people pleasing. I want everybody to like me. Obviously, I found that quite offensive. I was like, what do you mean me, the intelligent queen I am, desperate for external approval? I would never. But I think it's low-key true that I still to this day struggle with people pleasing and I pour so much into being there for everyone. But actually, I did something yesterday and I evaluated it because I like to think back on my days and actions when I'm in that. I think I have too much time because I spend too much time in my head. And this is why I get so distraught and stuff like that. Because how can anybody spend this much time in their head and not, and be stable, basically? <laughs> so, guys, just hope that I get a life so I don't have to spend so much time lost in thought. But I actually enjoy it. I really like picking apart things. It's fun picking apart myself. And I think... I know I'll become such an amazing writer because the ability to flesh out characters, really understand their motives for doing things. I do it to myself on a daily basis. I pick apart myself, basically. It's fun. There are times when I'm doing things, oh my gosh, like I'm being immature. And in my head, while I'm doing it, it's like you're being so immature. You're being reckless. Like I can, I'm critiquing what I'm doing. I'm like, you are so obviously like upset. You are so obviously jealous. You've made it so obvious that this person's offended you. But the- theory and practical are two different things. And sometimes I can see where I'm going wrong, but I don't always know how to apply it. And I guess that's part of growing up. I'm. I'm a child. I'm not a child actually. Legally, I'm not a child, but I'd like to think I'm still a child. I'd I'd like to think we're all still children for quite a large part of our lives, but I have to allow myself to grow up. I don't have to be... I can make mistakes. I was also watching something, and they were like, yeah, when you're 20, you being confused and making mistakes is cute. When you're 30, it's not. So I'm going to have to grow up at some point. But I think I just need to allow myself to live, like, you know, to actually be an immature, bright kid. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> so I'm gonna enjoy the next few years of the way I have to be immature and silly. Every now and then, <laughs> but yeah, I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah, people pleasing. So I was looking back on an action yesterday, and I realized that I was just I saw some people uncomfortable, and I was just trying so hard, like talking so much, making jokes, like being so extra because. I didn't want them to be uncomfortable. Sorry, my nose is... I I was quite unwell, so I have, like, a really blocked nose and a scratchy throat, so that's why I'm speaking weird and breathing heavily. (laughs) But, yeah, I was like, why am I actually trying so hard to make you feel uncomfortable? Am I trying to make you like me? But I was like, no, because I don't really care if these people like me. It's more so I see that they feel awkward and uncomfortable, so I want to, like depreciate myself or make myself look silly to fill in that gap so that they don't feel uncomfortable anymore that the attention is switched and I think sometimes it's not I want you to like me because I need you to like me it's more so I don't want you to feel upset so I'm going to go the extra mile so that you're not inconvenienced or upset and I think it stems from me being in situations where I feel awkward, I feel uncomfortable, I feel upset, so I'm being the person who I would have liked in that situation, if that makes sense, Who was talking about it, they were just saying, like, there's a reason why certain things irk you and tick you off, and that's because you're supposed to solve them, and I'm like, maybe, you know, I spend so much time saying people pleasing is bad, trying to make everyone happy is bad, but I don't, Of course, it does, but I don't always think my desire to make everyone happy and comfortable and feel good stems from an insufficient sense of self worth that I need everyone to fill it for me. Of course, that does form quite a substantial part of this whole attempt to make people happy but I think most of it is because I don't want you to feel uncomfortable in the way I did of course there are times I don't care okay there are times where I see someone upset and I genuinely don't care because I'm tired and I got stuff going on I'm just like listen bro or sis like mate I'm tired like you want to be crying like if you're crying yeah I'll be there for you but you know and I guess I'm this person to other people like every single day you got issues bro what's going on (laughs) that's me it's like after a while you're like bro just get your life together but yeah, no, I think I just genuinely don't like seeing people uncomfortable or upset. And if that is dubbed as people pleasing, I'm not sure if I'm going to let that go. Because that's a key part of me, my ability to feel, my ability to empathise, to see myself and what you're going through which results in me going the extra mile for you. I don't think I should let that go. Obviously, when that becomes a detriment to myself and I put away my own, you know, needs in favour of yours, then it's an issue. But I don't necessarily think this whole people-pleasing thing is bad if it's attached to something bigger than I want everyone to love me, you know. There was this thing like, oh, I think I was watching reality TV and then someone was like... If why do you have to wait till someone compliments you before you feel good? And I looked at it in myself, I was like, Why am I always waiting for people to compliment me? Like I don't even don't even like people complimenting me. Oh my god, I could talk about this for so long. Like I, I think I like it but I don't like it as well. It makes me very uncomfortable. You know, I like flattery and stuff, I cause then it makes me think that you're watching me or that like, oh, I don't like it. Like, I prefer you not to. But then if you're someone who compliments you all the time and you suddenly stuff, I'll be thinking, what, do I not look alright today? Just really picking out the different ways things manifest themselves. Like, insecurity can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. I use nautilence as the buffer to everything. Like, I just don't care anymore. I detach. I don't need you. I don't need any of this. I'm go through life. But recently, I've been consumed with a strong desire to be free. Like, I feel like sometimes I'm caged by my own expectations of myself or what people think. And recently it's been getting so strong, this desire to just, like, snap. Not snap mentally, but, like, I'll just be somewhere that I'll feel, like, a strong desire to run around screaming. It's so... Guys... Ugh. (laughs) I spend too much time in my head, but... And I've been really thinking about it, like, writing it down, fleshing it out. Why do I love walking in the night so much with, like, headphones in when it's dark and stuff like that? Why do I love the dark so much? And it's, like, because when you're in these settings, nobody's watching you, no one sees you, when no one sees you, they don't expect anything from you, you're irrelevant, you know, I just have this desire to walk through life like everything's irrelevant, like nothing matters, you know, to do exactly what I want, when I want, unrestrained, unrestricted, it's so interesting, I think it's a very nice concept to really develop more. But just that idea, like, being free from everything. I don't want to care. I don't want to care about you or your world or, like, I just want to be carefree. Just give me a day where I don't care about anything. But That's dangerous. That is super dangerous. But I kind of wanted to relate that to the forgiveness and the alleged people-pleasing. That if you just bring that I-don't-care attitude, everything just gets so much easier. Like, I don't care if you hurt me. Not in the sense that I don't care. Get back in your lane. More like I just genuinely don't care. That there's just so much going on in life. So much beauty. So much fun. So, much, so many interesting things. To be caught up on a stupid little grudge. Like I don't know. I just these days I'm just realising everything is irrelevant. I'm probably I, I'm i not going to be alive for long. In the grand I will be oh that sounds so bad. But like a hundred years in the whole history of the earth is nothing. Right. Like we are just specs. We don't matter that like we all matter but do you get me? This is so philosophical that I can't even remember what I came on here to talk about because yeah, again I started rambling about God knows what. But yeah, what can I take away? Forgive, genuinely forgive when you remember, forgive again. Like don't hold on to it. Don't let the way people have hurt you stay with you you know just let it go man life is too short to be feeling to be holding on to her because you're just gonna hurt yourself in the process and be reflective because a lot of these things like i said the way i was acting it was so obvious that i i've been hurt or i'm annoyed but i in my head i thought i was fine that i'd forgiven you so you really want to be more in tune with yourself, so you know the sides that accompany certain things. You know, like be more perceptive. But yeah, and the next thing was people pleasing. Man, in the grand scheme, nothing matters. Nothing actually matters. So one thing I did want to talk about on here was that you'll probably notice if you're on Spotify, you may be seeing my face. If you don't know what I look like, go on Spotify and listen to my most recent episode colorism the war of black women is that what it's called it's colorism. no the politicization of black hair sorry brain so i have a youtube channel and i found that i can actually download my videos and upload them on spotify and you can like watch a video podcast which is really cool so in the next coming weeks you might hear poorer quality audio and a lot of background noise if you notice that just go into spotify and see if it's a video podcast i've just taken these from my youtube channel so there are videos that date back as far as like probably nine months six months ago so not all the issues are present like when i might say oh recently this happened maybe not but there are various topics like diversity division attention seeking what else just a lot of different things um self-help motivation just a bunch of diverse topics that you can watch in video form so make sure you head to spotify to check that out the audios will still be available on other podcast platforms you just won't be able to see me and you have a wonderful week apologies for posting late i was quite ill as you can still hear i'm still recovering from this illness i had a week ago it wasn't illness it was just like a cold or a flu i suspect flu because i had some bad fever and body aches and headaches But luckily, they only lasted like two days. So after that, I was fine. I was just left with a runny nose and a cough, which I'm still, which I still got. I was talking to a friend yesterday. She was like, why is it every time I speak to you, you're always sick? Like, you need to go to the GP. I was like, yeah. So many times on this podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was sick. Because, man, I'm too young to die. I'm not going to die. I need to stop talking about dying. Because I've realised recently I always talk about dying. And I'm like, stop talking about dying. Like, I'm not even sick like that. Which, I don't know why I do that. I think it's just like, oh, there I don't I think I've just been engaging with too much health content. Like, eat right, eat right. Because, like, man, but for real, eating right is a big one. I'm trying to get my diet on check because I'm tired of perpetually being, like, I realised the other day that the extent to which my stomach controls my life is ridiculous because, like, my stomach is always growling, nauseous and different bowel issues like what the hell man like legit sometimes if I'm going somewhere I have to wake up hours earlier so that my stomach can just get through all the bits of rubbish before I go And once to start getting like travel sickness and travel nausea and like travel other bowel issues which I never used to have when you get older man your health starts to be very bad like I used to be able to get away with eating dairy like a regular babe now dairy would like bed rest me for a day (laughs) it won't bed rest me but I mean like dairy will control my day basically it's interesting it's funny I do find it very funny like I talk like I'm an old woman I'm so young guys anyway I'm gonna leave this is a very I opened the episode complaining about ridiculous unnecessary ranting and i end the episode with ridiculous unnecessary ranting but essentially i just wanted to inform you about my youtube videos that are now podcasts kind of and also there was something else i wanted to say that i can't actually remember and i spent most of my time talking about holding grudges jealousy and forgiveness but yeah, have a great day guys appreciate you all so much and peace out